Hey, Tourpreneurs, it's Mitch Bach. And just a quick note before we begin today's episode, Tourpreneur is currently sponsored by Google. We're thankful for their support of our community, and we are offering with them a completely free course helping you unlock the power and potential of Google's Things to Do program, which is specifically helping tour operators add their tours to Google in new ways that gives you new exposure and more direct bookings. To learn more, go to tourpreneur.com slash Google. And as always, show notes, more resources, links to our newsletter, our business coaching community, and so much more are available on tourpreneur.com. Now to the episode. Today's episode is brought to you by Checkfront, the booking platform trusted by over 5,000 tour and activity operators around the world. You can start your own free 21-day trial over at Checkfront.com. Welcome to the Tourpreneur Podcast. Travel industry veteran Shane Whaley will take you on a journey with fellow tourpreneurs, sharing their tips, ideas, insights, and success stories to inspire you to make your tour business the best it can be. And now, here is your host, Shane Whaley. And welcome to episode 88 of the Tourpreneur Podcast. We have another COVID-19 check-in as part of our Comeback Stronger series. Today, we are joined on the show. Our guest is Forrest Parker of Undiscovered Charleston, where food and history meet. Welcome to Tourpreneur, Forrest. Thanks so much for having me, Shane. So what's the situation down in Charleston right now? Um, you know, much as they say in, in foreign policy and economics, we're cautiously optimistic. Uh, the state has begun uh, gradually sort of uh, uh, reopening uh, little by little. Um, I think, you know, we're, we're anxious to get things going again. But of course, uh, you know, chief on everyone's mind is the last thing we want is a, uh, a recurrence or you know, to promote a second wave, that sort of thing. So it's it's a, a very sort of a gradual process. Uh, the tourism business, I think, is is really kind of uh, you know more towards the bottom of the list because first and foremost, the local uh, authorities are trying to get uh, you know the needs of of the community, uh, local community, taken care of, and then as things uh, I think progress optimistically, then then they'll uh, you know look more towards loosening things up for. for uh, for tours, but as uh, things stand now, although we're not in, in lockdown per se, you know you can go out. And uh, this week they're opening gyms and, and hair salons, which uh, for me is good. I've been debating whether or not to uh, to get a perm or grow out a full on mullet. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but uh, you know tours are you know there's still no tours. I was out uh, riding about uh, before work uh, a couple days ago and, and saw a tourism officer, and I was like. You know, they you know cruise around the historic district on, on bikes and walk and that sort of thing. I was like, hey, are we open for tours? And they said no. So uh, my guess is they were you know maybe looking to see if, if people were giving sort of clandestine tours or uh, or something, mm. which I haven't really seen. What's the general mood been like? I know you're pretty involved with the tour guide association there in Charleston. What's the mood like amongst your peers right now? Well, I think uh, you know all of us are are pretty anxious. Um, you know, clearly mm. we've never seen uh, anything like this come along. I'm, you know my, uh, you know my own sort of take on things is is you know people are excited and enthused and ready to get uh, back on the streets. Uh, you know April and May are two of the nicest, most lovely months to be here in Charleston. Um, 
and, and certainly key, uh, you know, travel times for us. So, uh, for yeah. a lot of us, this is, you know, it's, it's really, uh, become quite damaging. Um, you know, there's a lot of, uh, really well-established, uh, tours. There are a lot of, you know, smaller sort of, uh, independent tours offering, you know, inclusive and very sort of curated and bespoke experiences. Uh, so it really runs the gambit in terms of the, the types of tours that you can enjoy here in Charleston. Um, and I think, uh, you know, in terms of like with restaurants, I keep saying over and over again, when this passes, it'll be a dramatically altered landscape that we see. You know, in terms of the tour, I'm, I'm, you know, I'm hopeful because, uh, you know, I think overhead charges are significantly less with tours than they tend to be uh, with restaurant operations. So I'm hopeful that the uh, the tour community will, will come out, uh, you know, a, a little less scathed. Um, mm-hmm. Than, than some of the restaurants. But, you know, for me, uh, for my tour on Discover Charleston, I really kind of have, uh, you know, one foot in two worlds. I mean, I, I've been a, a career chef for 25 years and I started the tour uh, a year ago. And it's, uh, you know, it's really been this sort of hybrid experience where people, uh, we walk through uh, the historic district and, you know, look at the history and the culture uh, of the city uh, through a very, you know, inclusive lens of food. Uh, so we see some of the same things they might see on some of the tours, Rainbow Row and that sort of thing. Um, but the overarching narrative is about food is, is kind of the common glue for the history of the, the people of Charleston. And then we make our way back to the lovely Bistro Ivan, where I give a three-course cooking demonstration uh, with uh, you know, lunch and wine pairing. So, you know, it's, it's the cooking demonstration, it's the wine, it's the lunch, it's the historic tour, and it's really kind of a, a lovely half-day experience. And I said, you know what, I'm, it's my first time out of the kitchen in 25 years, I'm going to take my shot. If it sticks, great. And if not, I, I know that I've done it. And, you know, a lot of hard uh, work over the past year. And The slow season was busier than the busy season, and I really was, was well-positioned and then just nothing. Um, yeah. So, you know, I'm blessed in that I've got uh, – you know, a great partner at, uh, with Dominique Chef, uh, Dominique Chantepi, who owns the Bistro Van, uh, where he hosts me. He's been very patient and helpful. Um, I'm very uh, blessed in that I was able to uh, uh, pick up some uh, some hours cooking again. I said, you know, once the tour was established, I said, hot damn, I'll never go back to a commercial kitchen again. This is great. <laughs> and, uh, you know, never say never. Never say never. <laughs> so you've been operational for a year, is that correct? That's right. Almost the to the day, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, I'm getting hungry just thinking about that tour. Well, I hope, I hope you'll come to Charleston. <laughs> I, you know, this is a, uh, it really is a special place and it puts this app on you and it's such a, um, you know, a diverse and vibrant community. And I think that's uh, a very true of our, uh, our tour industry here. I mean, we're uh, really blessed to have leaders in the, the industry like John Laverne with, uh, with Bulldog. I mean, he yes. you know, really has been doing some uh, fantastic stuff and, and the leadership that he, um, you know, expresses, I think is, is fantastic because he's not just looking out for, you know, for himself and his, uh, his team. He's looking out for the greater good of, of the tour community and the Charleston community. I mean, he could have, uh, uh, you know, done a pivot and privatized, uh, towards the, you know, the online tours, but rather than that, he's used uh, free, you know, online, uh, tour experiences almost daily, uh, I mm-hmm. think as a means of just, you know, creating some content and, you know, keeping people engaged and, and, you know, keeping, uh, you know, his company, but also tourism in Charleston front of mind for people who, who might be sequestered and, uh, at home. 
Yeah, he's a wonderful man. And I'll give him a shout out because he was helping a good friend of ours with a uh, potential new business in tours. And he spent quite a lot of time, you know, writing down his thoughts on email. And I know they were due to have a call. And, you know, he doesn't have to do that. He's struggling like the rest of us. But I thought, wow, you know, we're, we, you, you mentioned being blessed earlier on. And I continuously feel blessed to work in an industry where, for the most part, it's not dog eat dog. Most of us help each other. I know there are exceptions to that in certain areas, but most of us are, are helping each other. You know, um, I, I think that's, so. I think it's true, Shane. And, and I think the, um, you know, there, there's almost an analog uh, between the tour uh, community here and the restaurant community. I mean, like I say, I'm an industry mm. lifer, work for Chef Frank Lee from uh, slightly north abroad and, and some of the Maverick restaurants for five years. And while in, in Charleston, there's always been uh, an intense amount of competition, uh, there's always been uh, also an intense amount of collaboration. And I think most of us as chefs want to see the scene here continue to grow and to be relevant. And I think most of us recognize that a rising tide floats all boats. So we get excited uh, when we see these these opportunities and these hits come along, but we can equally be critical uh, of one another when we see somebody start to um, you know, take their foot off the gas pedal a little bit. In kitchens, when you start taking shortcuts, they call it shoemaking. And if you if you develop a, a habit of shoemaking, then you might earn the nickname Geppetto. Uh, in which case, it's probably time <laughs> to dust off that LinkedIn. But <laughs> yeah, exactly, exactly. What kind of things have you been learning? So during the downtime, have you been on any webinars or courses? How have you been spending your time? Well, uh, you know, the first the first couple of weeks, like many, I, I was just kind of overwhelmed. You know, I did sign up for uh, a few webinars, um, uh, food treks, uh, webinar series that they had and, and uh, dusted off some uh, some things on SEO. And, you know, SEO, I'm, I'm not the subject matter expert and I'm certainly not the sharpest knife in the drawer. My my take on that is, uh, you know, when I started the tour, I kept my the name of my tour the same as my blog that I've had for 10 years. And in terms of SEO, I think that kind of helps because I have roots that go back 10 years. Um, but yes. you know, as a chef, just kind of, you know, doing, you know, posting these one-off posts, I wasn't worried about SEO. I was just creating content to create it. And now when I, uh, you know, the little, little bit that I've garnered about SEO, when I go back, some of the fundamental mistakes, uh, I see that I've, I've made have been, you know, pretty egregious. Um, you know, right. I think it, you know, outweighs things as a, as a whole, because I do tend to get somewhat consistent traffic just because the, you know, some of the posts uh, aggregate to do better than others. But, uh, you know, I'm just trying to, to go through and, and, you know, clean, you know, if there's one post, you know, there's a, a post I, I wrote on uh, William Days who created, uh, is credited with inventing she crab soup, uh, one of our iconic dishes here in Charleston. So, you know, for instance, I went back in and, and sort of, uh, you know, focused on that post because I know I get more traffic from it. Uh, and then, you know, just to kind of focus and, and you know, cherry pick some low hanging fruit, uh, I guess, but, you know, I hear a lot of um, pitches and, and I see a lot of things, uh, you know, come across on the interweb about, you know, we're going to do this, that and the other for you and in terms of SEO. And, and I just kind of feel like it's uh, I think you mentioned the other day, it's like going to the gym. You know, you just kind of have to uh, stay, you know, stay with it. And, and uh, uh, as Frank Lee, one of my mentors, uh, Chef Frank Lee, uh, you know, was fond of saying gentle pressure, relentlessly applied. <laughs> it's true. It's true. The world's only weekly independent podcast for the tours and activities industry. This is Torpreneur. I'm 23 days of no alcohol, plant mainly plant-based, a little bit cheesier in there, 
and uh, exercising six days a week. And I hopped on the scales today. I'm like, oh, is that it? (laughs) (laughs) And it's the same with blogging, right? You write this beautiful blog post and you're like, it's still not ranking. It's still not ranking. But, you know, two years from now, if you've done it right, it will be there. And the same with me. Two years from now, maybe I'll running a half marathon down in Charleston. You never know, right? Come on, man. Let's go. (laughs) Brilliant stuff. I am hearing good things about SEO training from Skillshare. And I know they have a two months free option. Now, I haven't personally done this. It's just what I've heard from doing the check-ins that a couple of people were raving about that on Skillshare. So I don't know if you want to take a look at that, Forrest. I will. And I um, uh, also, uh, Jason McDonald, who has authored several books on uh, on uh, SEO, uh, search, uh, social media marketing, that sort of thing. I think he's an instructor at Stanford. Um, he's made a lot of quite a, a bit of his stuff uh, available for uh, for free PDF download, um, and uh, you know, like I say, I'm not the sharpest knife in the drawer. And, and you know, chefs, uh, you know, I've always been in love with the idea of learning, but you know, I'm, I'm attention deficit, and, and I was in love with the idea of learning, but really bad at it. And I think that's one of the reasons why cooking resonated with me because you know, getting hands on kinesthetically watching the butter sauce break and then bring it back really kind of stuck with me much more than, than academics. Yeah. Yeah. You know, so for me, it's, it's very much a a hit or miss process, but I I just, you know, it's like your, your analogy of going to the gym is perfect. You know, the the first battle is showing up. (laughs) It is. And, and I, and I do take your point on that, that one of the things I try and do on the podcast is there's a lot of gurus out there that will talk theory but I want to talk to people who've done something who said, oh yeah, I worked on this blogging campaign, you know, a year ago, this is what I did. Here is the series. And now I'm ranking for these keywords. That's what I want to bring onto the show rather than just the theory. Cause I'm not someone who's really into theory. I want to know how you did something. Were you successful? Or if you weren't successful, why weren't you successful? That for me, you know, I learned better that way. And I think, you know, to, to your point, creating the, um, uh, you know, the resource guide. Uh, is- yes will be fantastic. And, um, you know, part of me, uh, hopes during all of this, uh, to find the time to you know, build a page, to, uh, add to my website, to you know, offer some consulting in terms of restaurants or tours. Um, you know, cause if there's an, there's an opportunity to drive, uh, you know, some revenue through business to business, then that would be huge, of course. But, you know, for instance, you were, um, uh, I think talking about some of the you know, through the Sansi Shield and some of the, um, yeah, you know, that sort of thing that goes on. Well, South Carolina has a, uh, a fantastic group, uh, Departmental, Department of Health and Environmental Control, South Carolina DHEC. Um, and they, you know, while they uh, oversee a lot of the efforts going on in terms of COVID, they also uh, really kind of oversee uh, restaurant inspections, uh, that sort of thing. And so you know, my last, uh, I typically have a great uh, rapport with them, my last inspections were respectively 199 and 100 and I'm certified that kind of thing so to apply some of that fundamental backgrounds I've I've garnered through working in, in you know, restaurants and properties of scale I was executive chef at Opryland for five years through the, yeah. the flood in 2010 um, you know and, and being able to help uh, you know somebody you know kind of muddle through some of these things in terms of best practices whether it's a, you know, a restaurant or a tour um, you know, to the listeners, I, w- I would just say, you know, if you, if you have a question about that sort of thing, if I can be an available resource, if I don't know, I'd be happy to, um, you know, put you in touch with somebody, uh, you know, look me up on, on the 
website, contact me through Undiscovered Charleston or uh, through LinkedIn. And, and uh, you know, I always, it's, it's kind of one, one of the things I enjoy doing uh, best is, is building the people around me and the teams around me and then you know, putting them on a path to success and creating opportunity for other people. And a lot of times it's simply as you know, simple as, as creating an introduction. And I, I really, that's, that's uh, um, something I really, really enjoy. Well, that's how this podcast has grown, to be honest. I mean, almost 10,000 downloads in April. I haven't spent a cent on advertising, but it's introductions. It's word of mouth. It's people, like you were saying, you were sharing the show with tour guides in Charleston. I mean, it's exactly the same thing, tapping into resource. I, I keep saying, don't go to school to learn the learn tourism, right? I've just finished a uh, certificate of uh, tourism and hospitality management, kindly offered by Florida Atlantic University, there was nothing in there about attractions. There was nothing in there about tours or activities. It was all hotels and, and restaurants and resorts. So a lot of this information, you can't go study. You've got to go and speak to people like yourself that have been in the trenches. You know, people like John who's been on the front lines for a long time. The amount of knowledge we all have, you just can't get on an academic course. That's true. And, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's real world uh, application. So Yes. You know, they can set you up with a, a baseline knowledge base, just like with the, you know, the Charleston tour guide exam. But, uh, you know, ultimately, you know, what you do with it is, you know, it's, it's incumbent upon you to take what you've garnered and, and build something and, and make it unique and make it your own. And hopefully that's something that, that resonates with guests. I'm really blessed because who knew, but, uh, you know, walking people through the historic district and then you know, coming back and, and cooking shrimp and grits with them and, and talking about the, the history of our rice culture along with some wine pairings, is, is something that's uh, seemed to stuck. Great. Well, Forrest, thanks for coming on the show today. Uh, definitely would love to invite you back on so we can do the full deep dive when you're up and running again, and I hope that's sooner rather than later. Uh, I urge listeners to go to undiscoveredcharleston.com, check out Forrest's website and tours, and obviously the show notes. Um, the links will be on the show notes at tourpreneur.com forward slash 88. Thanks very much, Forrest. Well, thanks again for, for having me uh, uh, on, Shane. I really appreciate the opportunity um, to you and, and to your, uh, all of your listeners. I would just say, please be encouraged. I can't tell you when this is all going to end, but it will end and we're going to uh, get through it. So, you know, my strong uh, encouragement to you is, you know, don't let this define you, but rather use the, the time as an opportunity to improve upon what you've already built and, uh, you know, you'll come out the other side, uh, not necessarily unscathed, but uh, definitely stronger. Thanks for listening to the Torpreneur podcast. Be sure to visit torpreneur.com to join the conversation and access the show notes, including links to the resources mentioned on today's episode. This is Torpreneur.